Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to talk with you about having a local contest with your schools. Okay, so I've I've been on a kick lately about how to connect authors with school districts, um, teachers, and I want you to think, you know, a wide span of this. I don't want you just to say, well, I'm going to only limit this to the public schools, you know, right down the street, because it's easier for me. But there's also um, private schools, Christian schools, homeschool co-ops, which means that maybe they meet, a homeschool group meets, and there is a teacher um, that meets with a small group, um, homeschool families. You know, I'm always going to be a big advocate for you guys always including homeschool families. You can go to the um, homeschool associations for each county and, you know, they have family nights, they have events. Maybe you would be able to not only, you know, get together and do a talk for free, of course, now. Oh, I got to tell you about that. Um, But to do a talk or um, have hold just a session about writing, do like a creative writing lessons with a group of homeschool families. So think about ways that you could connect with your target audience if you write for K-12. Okay, so here's something that you can also do. And this is, this is if you write for any uh, target population, any genre, So, um, I'm saying schools, but let's say you're listening to this and you write um, fiction that could hit college campuses as well. Like mine, I really think mine could hit college. I know that as an adult, um, I was reading YA, so you cannot always just say that. You have to open yourself up. You can put these posters in the library, um, the public library, at grocery stores. So... Here's what I'm going to challenge you to do. Okay, now that I've told you, you know, who this is for, I'm going to give you the challenge and then I'm going to tell you why. Okay, you need to hold a digital media contest. And this would be very beneficial for you, especially if you are, um, you know, within a budget, you know, looking for ways that you can connect with audience members, but you can also build posters. You can also build images for your book that you can shout out, that you can send out, um, that you can post on your Twitter, that you can put on your Instagram. Um, You can add them to uh, your, your Facebooks. So I want you to think about holding this contest, okay? that you would have a digital media contest. 
and I'm going to tell you why you can do digital media. Now, if you want to move away from digital media and still do a print poster contest, an art project, that's fine too. It's just, that's up to you. However, I do believe that with schools today, we find a large push for students to use technology. And because of that, we do have more available in schools than ever before, even if it's what we would now call the older iPads, where the students could create an Adobe Spark video. Um, so I want you to think digitally on this one. Now, if you decide to do the posters or the, the canvas, I've watched a contest unfold that's similar to this, and there was only, now we have a huge school, and I would go by and I would look at the entries to see, you know, like what was being submitted, just because I love creative work, I love to see students um, turning in, you know, projects for contests, but we only had like two entries. And I just wonder, you know, if we would have done a digital component, would we have received a lot more? Another thing is that if a student has access to the library, you know, they'll say, well, they might not have technology at home. I completely agree with you. But if you create this contest and you engage a whole classroom in it, and you get all of the students involved, maybe you can hook the teacher into using it as a lesson plan, then, you know, they can have access to it at school. But there's more than likely not going to be a lot of art supplies sitting around in a kid's house either. And so this is where I'm going to kind of push back a little bit with your thinking because one time we had to do, um, I, wa I was watching a teacher do an assignment, okay? And a teacher was doing a digital uh, media, um, it's not a gallery walk, a museum. So she was having a museum display. And she wanted, you know, the arts and crafts. Well, the tremendous pressure that that was putting on students, I could tell what that was causing. So when I, in turn, was going to give a project to my students and that they could express their... Um, it was justice around the world. We were doing a project. Um, if they wanted to express their ideas in a final product, they could have, you know, I gave them a wheel of choice. So they could have done a song. They could have created um, poetry. They could have done an art piece because I did have some artists in there, like legit artists who, who are amazing. And um, so when it came time for that, the student told me, I want to do the artwork, but I'm not going to be able to get the supplies and I'm and I was ready because I knew what I was going to do anyway so I you know pulled out a piece of notebook paper and I said baby let's make a list go on to Michael's really fast if you want do you want to do the digital art or do you want to do painting she's like you know I love painting I'm like look at your canvas sizes tell me what colors you need because she um tell me what you know whatever it is you need I've got it and so I went to Michael's and I bought two of my students a whole sets of things to, to paint with and we got the artwork from that for their project you know and they they brought it to school showcased it and then they have that forever as a piece 
you know, to remind them of what they were talking about. You know, one was standing up for women around the world, and it was just absolutely amazingly beautiful. And so I just, I want to tell you guys that if you do the poster contest, be aware that there may be a lot more kids that could get a hold of a computer and create something digitally than they could with poster materials or um, canvas or, or whatever. So think of that. And if you have it digital, then it's going to be easier for you to hit share. And the quality will be there. Like if you're trying to take a picture, I'm terrible at pictures. If you don't believe me, you can go to my Etsy shop and see how much I tried to take a picture of my necklaces. I don't have one of those fancy um, white box things that you put objects in and um, makes perfect photos. Those things are, those photo booth box things are expensive, y'all. And my husband, he's just dead set on getting me one of those. And I'm like, no, honey, we got other things that we got to buy. We can't be getting that photo box. People just going to have to know that I'm an author. I'm not a photographer. So if somebody would give me a, a really good, you know, poster or or print that they did and I try to take a picture of it and then upload it like that it would probably look really bad I probably would not be able to do it justice by taking a picture of it so I'm thinking digital is probably your better option and teachers know that sometimes with digital work it's quicker it's less messier than poster work so teachers may buy into it, especially if they feel like, well, they need to enhance their classroom instruction with the technology components. How can they do that? So I've kind of given you like the ins and the outs of this thing, and I'm gonna tell you now why. I was in a classroom last week, and I actually took some pictures of the work just to remind myself where students had created products and it was for SSR projects. Now I told you that silent sustained reading, um, of course it's big at our school, I'm the literacy coach there, and I'm gonna push that as much as I can into the classrooms and hope and pray that teachers you know, catch on to the beauty and the magic of allowing students to have independent choice. Um, so, you know, seeing all of the poster representations that these students did, it's amazing. And last year, I held a contest at the school for SSR, and what they had to do was, you know, try to convince me to read this book. And so their displays had to really be eye-catching, appealing, and so when you walk by the gallery of SSR projects, you know, my students then went, and they had to vote, and they talked about, oh, you know, I read a series of unfortunate events when I was younger, and I love that book, and this was such a great representation of that book. They really got it. Um, and then I just gave them a $10 gift card from Chick-fil-A, the one that had the most votes. And so how we did it is um, we just put a piece of paper beside each person's work, and somebody had to go around we get we had it open and they had to go around and they had to vote on which one would you want to read you know that kind of thing and so it was really simple you could eyeball and then start counting and find out which one was the closest and then we found the winner and then I had somebody else go behind me and check um, we actually gave out two gift cards um, and 
we had the contest and they said, you know, I asked what do the kids think about this? What, you know, did it generate some enthusiasm about their books? And they were saying, yes, we definitely have to do this once a year. This is something that, that is great. Now, when I saw those posters the other day, it reminded me about that contest. But it also reminded me on a day that we had an author come in to visit. Now, we had an author to visit, and they were talking about, you know, their books, of course, and um, talking about their process and um, giving little stories about their, you know, fourth grade experience. And a student drew character profiles for that author. Now, y'all, I want to tell y'all, they were absolutely amazing. And this artist, this teen girl, really captured the essence of the characters in a way, because I'd read the book, of course, because I had the person come in, um, that even the author said, oh, wow, is that how you see so-and-so? Because that is a unique way. I really like how you gave them that look like that and, you know, gave them even that hair color. That, that looks really good. And and I just watched the author talking with the student, and it was like the student, honestly, was floating on clouds. Like, you know that old song that I love, Walking on Sunshine? It's almost like that song started playing in the auditorium, and that little girl could have started doing that dance off that video. Because the author appreciated the time that she took, and he actually was engaging her with questions about her work. Um, about, you know, how did she see the characters? What was that? Now, he's got him a reader for life, y'all. You realize that, right? He's got He's got a reader. He's hooked that girl in to read whatever it is that he's writing because her artwork was evaluated, appreciated, and then was posted on Twitter. And just by me connecting the dots with all of this, I'm going to challenge you to hold a contest. Because if you hold a digital media contest, you will be able to see your work out there. You know, ask them to tweet out their work. Ask them to put it on their Instagram and their Snapchat pages if you want to. Um, actually have it where you can have permission to be able to put it out on yours. Like as a part of the contest that they understand that you will take their work and you will be able to use that tweet it out put it on your instagram put it on your facebook you can make a um slideshow really quickly with their digital they need to send you the digital to your um, author gmail or your author account and hold a contest but you should not be the one maybe necessarily to judge it um maybe have the school to pick a winner and there are people in the school that can do that so for example i'm going to loving for literacy um event on friday where um, students are at another school writing their own short stories and they're um, also having to illustrate as a part of this and so when i go i have to read the short stories and look at the drawings and see which one has captured it and then i'm going to be a judge now y'all that is a difficult thing for me but i support this lady very much she always comes and she judges my poetry out loud and she judges my contests and things like that so i have to go and help her but i just want everybody to win like oh my gosh y'all the work when i saw wesley and the princess bride one 
and they did a continuation of that and that's the thing like even you know I keep thinking about Eve like if you go to Eve Cully's site and you look at her work where she's got the adventures of barn town look and see what she's got going on with you know the journal book and she's wanting students to continue to write a story if you didn't want to do a digital media contest you could do you know write the next part of the story and i can feature it on my blog you know that could be the prize and then of course you can give them a food gift card like a family gift card to to somewhere maybe something that's in your book that um could work like if i did it i would give a gift card a gift certificate to carol's kitchen um, because of what they support in raleigh and what they stand for and um how they help women so i would you know do a gift certificate for that so consider you know tying in also the certificate based on something in your book that would just kind of go hand in hand and something that kids love is food i can't tell you enough how much food is all it takes for them to get them engaged <laughs> and excited um, to do a project or a contest. Or if you want to do a money prize, you can, but I like the gift certificate idea. Um, they have these really cool gift certificates now where they have the restaurant and the movie package ones that you could get. You could get movie tickets. We've often given movie tickets away at our school. Um, if you have a local movie theater that the students go to. Um, if you have, like, for me, if I lived, if I worked in Johnston County, I would support the Howell Theater. It's, um, it's a Christian theater. It's a small theater, but I love it so very much. I saw the shack there, and I just, I love this theater. Um, it has the hardwood floors. It's a renovated building. It gives you that old movie theater feel, and the tickets are $4.00. Um, I think at the last time I went, they were. So they, they may have went up. Prices can change. but um, And so families could go to that. And even if they had to take additional, let's say I gave them, you know, a $30 gift certificate to that movie theater. And they wanted to take a couple more people. Hopefully with their budget, they would be able to do something like that together as a family. So think about that. Um, that way you could have a whole family involved. And while they're out... You know, maybe you could even get in the movie theater to showcase their artwork in the lobby for your book and say, you know, because of the contest and you could maybe um, be there. Maybe you could go to the movies that day and maybe you could have movies with the family um, and bring your family. Um, that could be a part of the contest. And you could catch up, you know, how to train your dragon because <laughs> uh, who doesn't want to see that? I do. <laughs> Um, so I will just let you know, you know, there are ways that you could have these meaningful contests that could really, um, engage readers with your books. Um, so let's say that, um, you have your book on Kindle and you have ways that, you know, if you've self-published and you have the rights to your cover, you know, you could also give the students, you know, the JPEG image of your cover and you could say, show me what else you can do. What promotional flyers could you make? You know, add, make sure you add my, follow me on, put my sites. Like they could be sitting here being your digital media managers and they could create posters for you. Maybe you wanna do that. Maybe it's not about, you know, having it very open-ended. Maybe you just need some um, additional materials and you know how creative kids are. 
and you can hold a contest for that. And then you're talking about careers. And so that's a good way you could tie it in and you could say, um, you could talk to your CDC or your career development coordinator at schools and you can say, as part of the author world, you know, there are a lot of other behind the scenes um, and people that we often, you know, fail to neglect to discuss. You know, people think of the author, but they think that we do all of this. There's actually marketing. Um, there's actually advertisements. There's, um, there's people that are publicists. And so maybe ask them to be your publicist for a day contest. And by doing that, they can help you also create additional um, social media information. Um, so I've got to find out too if my publishing company is going to allow me when I get my cover reveal. It's going to be, it's honestly going to be too late for me to do something with my cover at the very beginning as a launch um, for my book because I've got such a quick turnaround from when we start back in the fall to when my book is going to be released. So I'm thinking, no, let's not do it that way for me. I'm going to wait. Um, and for October, I'm going to let my book come out a month. And then in October, I'm going to see if I can get some teachers that would be willing to, you know, let me hold a contest. Um, so, you know, you can start by emailing media specialists. You can start by finding out the literacy coach, instructional coach, instructional specialist. They can have all of those names. If you see them, they're usually on the websites under support services, support staff. Um maybe a reading intervention coordinator. So you can also look for department chairs. You can find the people that are, um, and let's say too, if you're writing like historical fiction, don't forget the social studies department. You know, it's just according to what genre you're working in. You know, if you're writing a cookbook, there's your foods. If you actually have the 10 steps on how to better use Excel, uh, you have an Excel class at high school so think about ways that you could connect with those types of teachers based on whatever your book, you know, kind of falls in line with. So in nonfiction, do not count yourself out with these contests and with going into schools um, because you're, you're the expert. If you've written a nonfiction book, maybe you have a specialty in this area. You know, maybe, you know, you have a long history and a background and your book goes apart with your business and you're promoting your business through your book then, you know, talk about your business, talk about writing, talk about how your book helps support your work, and do that in schools. So that way students can see that writing is across the disciplines and that writing is every day and that we use writing in so many different ways other than just creating a book report, um, that we actually can use writing to support our business world. So, you know, these are some just challenges that I want to set before you to get you out in schools, um, to get you with, you know, some different things that have, you know, teachers are already looking at doing. And so many teachers hold these kind of contests or they wish that they could, but they might not have the funds to be able to get the gift cards so they don't offer the prizes. Or they say, so there's one teacher that has their students create a scrapbook about their SSR book. Well, what if you said to the teacher, you know, how many, whichever kids choose my book, because you still kind of want it to be school, school choice. It wants to be student choice. So in the school, you know, you could look at the different 
one. So like, let's say this teacher's doing a scrapbook. This teacher's doing a digital media. This teacher is allowing them to do songs. Guys, you could get songs for your book, and you could put it on your YouTube playlist. You realize that? Students are mixing their own songs. They're mixing their own beats today. I am so impressed with the, the just the level of ingenuity, how technology has opened up a world of the music industry to my students. They have their own SoundClouds now. They could also put their song that they wrote for you on SoundCloud. So if you're saying, wait, I don't want to do digital media. I've got that covered. You know, I don't need help with images that I can share out on my pages to, to help promote my work. But if I had a song, I think a song would work perfect with my book. Then there you go. Have a song contest. So just think contest, food or movie gift certificates or a combination of those, you know, dinner and a movie on me. Um, do a video and the winner is video. That way you don't have to say like if you have a busy schedule, how am I going to get back out to the school? Guys, you can do videos. You could do, you know, a video announcement of the contest. Don't feel like, you know, you have to go to every single school. If you get schools to support this, create a quick video, put it up on YouTube, set it to private, and go ahead and share the link and let the teachers know, you know, this is a private, unlisted YouTube video that only contest entries, you know, will be coming from your schools. And let them know how many schools, you know, have participated by giving a checkpoint later. So you send it out, and then if you want to send um, a Google form to go along with it to populate um, information, I would say don't do that. That's just too much. Um, but you could have a teacher to fill out a Google form of, you know, how could I run this contest better? You know, you could ask for feedback from teachers after the contest is over with a quick survey. Um, some things that I should consider for my next contest. You know, thank you for participating in my first contest with the schools. I hope to improve um, my guideline sheet, da 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 da, da. Um, And if you're wondering, well, how do I create a guideline sheet for how to hold a contest? Hey guys, contest entries, they're all over. We could get a sample with a snap of our fingers. You can go online and you can say, sample guideline for um, song contest. And you can get the verbiage that you need. You can um, find out what's, you know, what's relevant for the population that you're working with. Because if you're gonna have an elementary school group perform a song, then you might have different qualifications of what that song guideline would look like versus a high school level so you know be mindful of your target population and what you're asking for um, if you do put posters out in the community you can add a QR code and then I had a teacher call me the other day and they were like okay I need a QR code they told me I need it but I've never heard of it and I don't know what to do to get one so what you do is you take your image Okay, that you have, whatever it is, your Word document, your um, that you put up on Google Drive, your Google Drive link. You know me, I'm going to tell you to use Google Drive. But you take your shared piece that's going to give you your um, URL, and you're going to place it into a QR code um, generator. 
and they're free online. And when you put it in, it's going to pop you out a QR code and it's going to look like a little barcode that's on the back of a package of um, Cokes. And so you got this little barcode looking thing and then that barcode, you can copy it, paste it, but I would say save it and, you know, name it. This is for my song contest 2019. Um, because if you don't, you're going to have, you know, 18765432JPEG. And that's ridiculous to try to go through and find those things. I wish I would have done the, the naming of things a lot better earlier on in my life. Um, and so you get the QR code and you put it on your posters that you have to, you know, announce the contest. Or maybe the QR code, if you wanted it to be open and you wanted to do an open national contest... You can open up that YouTube link that you've made a video and you make that short welcome to this, you know, contest. You know, thank you for participating. Here are the rules. Um, that way you can do a read aloud version of the guidelines um, and you can do a YouTube link for that. I would say do a check-in with teachers if you do get a school population just by sending them a quick reminder. There's one week left of the contest. We will be making announcements on such and such a day. Um, I'm going to make the announcement via Facebook Live, a YouTube Live, or I'm going to create a video and I'm going to send it out. And that way the students will know that it, it's not going to be a very long turnaround, that they've got to wait for their contest results to come back in. Um, that way it doesn't get out of sight, out of mind, and then you're following through. So those are just some tips that you could do to, you know, to announce the winners, um, especially if you get multiple schools involved or if you put it in the public library and you've opened it up to the community or the city, um, you want to be able to do a YouTube and then you can make the YouTube public. That way, um, when people see that you've announced the winner, they'll say, oh, how do I find out how to maybe get them to sponsor a contest for my civic organization? Or maybe I want them to come and talk to the Boys and Girls Club or, you know, something like that. I always leave in the bottom of your description if you're going to do that. You know, here's ways to contact me if you would like to um, have me host a possible contest. Um, maybe we could set something up together. Who knows, you know? And then go that way. You could get a lot of reader base that way. So, you know, we talked about, you know, if you get a digital product and they post it on their sites, and I said, if you have a book launch and you only get 10 people right then, well, if that person is really excited about their artwork and they're sharing it with their family, and then that family goes, oh, look at what my niece drew, and then they post it on their Facebooks, and then everybody's commenting, oh, that looks like a really good book. Um, if you think about the thousands and thousands of readers that you could do, um, that you could gain with a contest like this. And uh, I wish you luck. If you've ever held a contest with local schools and you found it to be successful or you have tips that you wish that you would have done the X, Y, and Z, you know, let me know. Like, I hold these contests because, you know, I'm the literacy coach and I have these opportunities to do so. So, you know, I'm constantly thinking of ways to, to do better and to get better at this thing called life. So email me at jenlowrywrites at gmail.com. If you also have, um, you know, sponsored contest 
author type contests in schools. You know, so it's so wide open. And that's why, you know, when I start these challenges, you know, I tell you, think of digital media outside of poster. Then I start talking and I'm like, well, you know, don't forget songs. Don't forget poetry. I'm going to the short story contest on Friday, you know, that has the illustrators with it. Don't forget graphic novelists out there that they can do a spinoff. You know, pick a character, do like a little spinoff that you could put on there on your websites for them. And, you know, all of us pretty much, you know, we should by now have a website. We should have a blog. You know, we should have our social media sites building. Even if we haven't published yet, we should, you know, really start making our presence known. Like someone said yesterday in a group, you know, I haven't published yet. I'm about to finish, you know, my whip. So can you please tell me when do I start getting on social media? And everybody's response, they were just like inundating the site. And they were going, now, now, you get on it now. <laughs> um, you don't wait. You build that. You build your following now. You talk about your journey, your process now. All right, guys. Good luck with everything. And I would really love it if you do follow through with this to also share with me some of the projects because I cannot tell you enough how much I love to see young people creative, you know, having shout outs, having an opportunity to shine and to showcase the work that, that, you know, that they can do. So I would love to see some projects that students are turning in, some contest submissions students are turning in. I'm sorry I couldn't be a judge because I would want everybody to win in this life. Um, that's why I said maybe if you keep the teachers at the school to do the judging and they submit you the name. Um, that way you're announcing the name that the teachers, you know, have come up with or the media specialist or a team of, you know, PBIS teachers or, you know, whatever it is, what route you go, that takes away you having to, um, be the one to like crush, you know, 500 students in a school. <laughs> it's somebody else's fault, not yours. Gosh, that sounded bad, but you know what I'm saying? Um, you might not be the one that would want to judge that or have anybody judge that. You would want somebody at the school level to do it, somebody at the library to do it. Maybe the friends of the library could be the people that would judge it for you, and they would send you the name. And then when you're announcing it, you can say, well, the friends of the library have chosen, you know, blah, 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 as the winner for the contest for me. I can't wait, you know, to see all of the entries um, keep an eye out on my sites because I'm just going to randomly post entries. Even if you're not a winner, you know, you'll have an opportunity to see your work and then do it. And then scroll through, pick quite a few of them and shout them out. And then let the teacher know that you're going to, you know, find a place to be able to share all of the work. Um, not just the winner, okay? Um, because that, unless you've got like thousands of entries... But, you know, you can go through some of them and pick a lot of different ones and you could rotate them through. And who knows, have you ever seen how people can take an image and then they can create like a Christmas ornament? Maybe you want to take that person's image or thing that they made and make yourself a tree. And it could be a tree for your author office. And you could have Christmas ornaments with that person's image on it. And you can, every Christmas, you can look and say, okay, that represents my book, and it came from a child, or it came from a teen audience member, or it came from somebody local in my community that really believes in my work enough to not only read it, but enter my contest. And that might just be something really cool you can do for yourself <laughs> at the end of it all. 
So, um, or you could have it framed and put in your office. Um, and then take pictures of that and then say, you know, that shows how much you value that winner's, you know, time that they put into to producing that quality of work. All right, guys, I'll see you later. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.